so Maddie moved here and then never having encountered snow, they then spent almost two months in snow, ice, sub-freezing temperatures, just the worst of Midwest winter off and on sporadically for two months. The most snow we've had in like over a decade. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And and in short, intense periods. Yeah. And then a little break and then short, intense periods. Six inches in a day and then like, yeah. But this week, out of nowhere, it ended up being 80 degrees. Uh, there was literally still ice on my patio when it hit 80 degrees. That's how fucking weird the weather is around here. And it was gorgeous out for four days and got to put the patio set finally to use in an appropriate time when it wasn't just seasonably warm for being winter, but it actually felt like spring. So cheers to the weather. Something I I thought I would never say in Springfield, Missouri. (laughs) Glass noise. Tink. Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five-point scale, and occasionally cheers the abstract concept of the environment and climate. That's exactly right. We're not reaching, you're reaching. Anyway, uh, is there a pre-party? What, or? Thousand beers, no rules. I have, well, there's <laughs> Apparently. Not a, there's yeah. not a pre-party, there is a question. Yeah. I have a question for Ross. Okay. I've been coming here to do this for five and a half years now. A hot minute. Today I walked in and there was just an unopened bag of sea salt and vinegar potato chips on the table. It yeah. does feel sort of like a behavioral experiment. Yeah, <laughs> it does. That's what I wonder. And here, and so my question is, what the hell, man? Yeah. 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 Are these just, what is the purpose of what this? do you think they are? I don't know. Yeah. Because for as long as I've been coming here, the, the, the level of intentionality with which one has encountered snacks has been like, are there, are there not peanut butter cookies left? Yeah. So I don't think it was meant for this moment. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, certainly know Caleb well enough to know he ain't fucking with a sea salt and vinegar chip. And I think you know me well enough to know I'm probably not fucking with a sea can, salt and vinegar chip. Can I chip. interject? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I think this is the wrong direction. To okay. go. First off, uh-huh. you're ruining the experiment. <laughs> he, he can't tell us anything. Well, yeah. I talked about it now. Yeah. 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 Well, you can't, well, <clears throat> we can recognize it's an experiment. Right. Perhaps that's not what the variable is. Oh. So I say we play cool. Maybe oh. next week it's on a little dais. It's like oh. raised. Maybe it's a better type of chip. Maybe we come in, it's just like backlit. And it's oh. like a single, like, delicious chip. And a little yeah. ring light on it. Yeah, yeah. maybe he's trying, maybe uh, we see how far we can push what, this. What, what's a better chip to you? <clears throat> not, just, not sea salt and vinegar. Okay. You know, as rats, we could just solve the maze. Or we could hold out for some better cheese, is what I'm saying. I'm into that. Yeah. I'm okay. Just, like, I, what, what, what would be the best type of chip? Just hypothetically. Well, that would ruin the experience. Uh, I, can't, okay. right. I can't conduct your perception. Procedures or methods. Yeah, man. Okay. You need to answer that question. All right. Yeah. yeah. Scientifically. Okay. You got time. Right. Nothing but time. I'm just here for college credit. That's right. That's right. I'm not going <laughs> right. to touch that thing. It's I'm, been five and a half years. Is that... You said that was coming, right? Yeah. yeah. Any day now? Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of want to paw at it like a cat just to get it away from me, but I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, that'll yeah. add some sound effects to the episode. Yeah, totally. Well, that'd be nice. Um... <laughs> Anyway, it's the marshmallow test uh, here at the Mix Six. Only it's a salt and vinegar marshmallow, and uh, we have to do a rating. And it's a potato chip, not a marshmallow. Because we don't have a pre-party, correct? Right. Yeah. Well, there's there's nothing to there's no, there are there are we're not things. going to we're not going to Gen Con. We're not going to Gen Con. Fuck right off with that noise. Yeah. All right. So I made the rating system for today. Uh, it is based off. Uh, I believe Burke is the only other one who made through the whole series of Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tub has sort of become like. 
I want to say like The Giver. Yeah. But uh but yeah. for like lost franchises. That's nice. Like did you make 13 films in a franchise for 4 million dollars? Right. For all all for all right. 13 yeah. of yeah. them. Totally. Um yeah. yeah, we shall be the receiver of memories of that. We will be the one person right. who is excitedly waiting the new puppet master. You release. are our storage. Uh yeah, pro tip, if you make enough movies, you can make another movie by showing clips from the the first 7 movies. And 100%. if you're puppet master, you yeah. can do that no less than three times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for them. Just make a clip show. Hey, uh, all episodes numbered 101 to 200 of the Mix 6 are just going to be us recutting old segments together yeah, I think and it, seeing if you get yeah, it. Yeah, if you guys both die in like a, right. uh, a tragic weed act cool. of some kind, yeah. I, can, I can I figure I can keep this going on for another year. I have a, que- I have a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a question. Okay. Why... Like, what if we just, like, won the lottery or decided to start doing something else with our life? Like, why did it have to be so tragic? Was this part of the experiment, too? <laughs> why, Are you yeah. making me think about the end of life so that the chips seem more interesting Seize to me? Seize the moment. Yeah. Seize the chip. Mm-hmm. Carpe diem. Yeah. I do not care for this. Yeah. Anyways, Caleb, you watch all the Puppet Masters, and uh-huh. we're going to review beers by Puppet Master Puppets? Yes, the puppets said. are the ones that okay. do the, the Puppets murdering. kill people. That's the premise. Got it. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes they're anti-fascist puppets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are literal nazi puppets uh-huh. they have wildly differing motivate never has there been more of a chaotic neutral character than a puppet master puppet wow they are up for grabs they do love to kill though yeah they but they do love killing on either side of the political spectrum yeah so <clears throat> based on just general ability as killers all right uh so jester one hard one beer you don't want he's just a little jester man which gives you clown vibes. Nobody likes no. it. I think it gets like one kill across 13 films. That's dumb. He's just useless. He's just there to gawk. Well, his face is cut into three parts and they spin around. So he can be like happy face, uh, sad face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've done yeah, that. Man. Like a, uh, I, uh, a light switch can do your job. Jester. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm okay. Right, uh, honestly, not interesting. Yeah. yeah. Toulon's trashiest, lamest puppet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So a two, this is my controversial pick blade. A uh, little dude with the white face and the fedora. He's got a little pocket knife for an arm and a hook. And a mm-hmm. hook, yeah, yeah. All right. He's basically the star of the series in a lot of ways. I think he's a showboat. Yeah. Oh, you think he's stealing, I don't stealing th- the attention? I don't think he gets the best kills. Huh. I know he doesn't get the most kills. Right. Also, he's got a pocket knife for an arm. I don't know how hard it is to kill somebody with a pocket knife. Right. I hope I never have to find out. Yeah. I bet it's a <laughs> lot harder than it seems in a movie. Totally. And I bet it's way harder than that to do it when you're 10 inches tall. Yeah. And yet he is always just right. pummeling a pocket knife through. I can't open a bottle with my no, pocket your knife. Best your best get there is like get an Achilles or something. I mean, yeah. at that yeah. height. I mean, I mean, he's always doing the yeah, Achilles he's a support. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always the Achilles right. with him. Move. It's the same thing every time. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah, yeah. a two, uh, a three. This is your go getter, your 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 workhorse, Pinhead. Got a tiny head. Yeah. Only puppet with opposable digits. Mm. So he's really just there so they can make you believe they tied a knot, even though one of them has a hook hand. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, he's just there to make you believe. He's well, he's can, strong for a puppet. He's also strong, which mm. is kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, he's got a good grunt. All the puppets only grunt. Hashtag in a way. puppet strong. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag puppet strong. Uh, but he's a workhorse. That's what you want out of a yep. three. Yeah. Four. Now you're getting real good. Tunnler. He's got a weird face and a drill for a head, and he drills through people's body parts. Yeah. And the trajectory yep. is always interesting. Sometimes the sound effects show that it's getting caught on things. Oh, yeah. And probably has more kills than anybody else in the franchise, I would believe. It's really easy for, from a movie production point of view to do like 
guy getting drilled to death by yeah. something. Yeah. So like they do a lot of that. Great. Yeah, they, Smart. They got to get tons. Economical, right really. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then five this is another controversial pick for me. It's going to be six shooter, which is the uh, weird giant cowboy that has six arms, each of which carrying a gun. First off, hmm. ranged. Yeah. Mm hmm. Secondly, Smart. should have been called 36 Shooter. He's oh. got volume of fire for days. Also, in the one where they have to fight the H.R. Geiger puppets, yeah. he arranges a sort of like like bow and arrow lightning-like spear thing. So like he's he's building traps. Damn. And he's got a... Question, why would you use any other puppet? Yeah, he's and he's got a weird laugh. <laughs> he, laughs like, he laughs like Wario. Uh, oh, oh actually, menacing. No, he, he laughs mm-hmm. like Waluigi. Walu- 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 he's got big Waluigi. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Which makes him a hard five. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His bullets seem to be very inconsistent, though, with in terms of like... What well, damage they can do to a human? Hey, take take away. There's at least a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's is it a least BB a lot or is it like a twenty-two? Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of diff- <laughs> there's a lot of variants. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, we're gonna get beer and we're gonna use Puppet Master puppets to review the rest of them. We'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? So this is from Church Street Brewing. We've had a couple of their things now, I think. I think yes. we've had a few Church Street beers. This is from Itasca, Illinois. This beer is called As Above, Sour Below. Get it? It's a sour, hazy IPA with tangerine and key lime. Yeah, they're doing those stained glass backgrounds with the sort of like uh, City Hall mural uh, mm-hmm. label. Yeah. That's sort of the... Church Street State. I, I put the art styles like sort of uh, an homage to Art Nouveau uh, mm-hmm. or arts, arts and crafts. I, 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 I'm a little hazy between those two styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very similar, uh, historically speaking. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, that's weird. weird. Uh, it's weird, is what it is. I don't know that it. I don't know that it's bad. It's weird. It's weird. It's one of the only beers I've ever consumed that actually tastes like one beer at one time and a different beer at another time. So on the front, it's like, hey, that's kind of a good sour. And then you wait a minute and it's like, hey, that's kind of a weird IPA. It's got kind of like a... I'd say it's like a passion fruit yeah. aftertaste. Yeah. Like, but a little bit like manufactured passion fruit. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like artificial. Well, it's from Illinois. I right. don't think it's the native yeah. passion fruits. Right. Um, yeah. It's um sorry the plurals passion fruit. It is weird. Yeah. yeah. Passion fry. Uh it, um yeah. Uh, I think it's a 3. Like I don't right. I don't dislike it. You going to finish it? Uh yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's drinkable enough to finish. That sounds like a pinhead. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a haunted puppet. Right. I've seen worse. He'll kill but- people. <laughs> right. But he's not going to kill the most people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a weird beer. Like it's one of the more interesting beers I've encountered on the show. And that's not necessarily a a good thing. Like, I don't mean that in a good way. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe they pulled that off. But like, uh, you know, I thought this was a a, a lighter and instead it is a a banana. It's just, it's very odd is what I would say. It's a three. It's a three. It's fine. Um, Hey, we're in dissecting our funnel. We talk about board games. This was actually a suggestion from my wife. Uh, I asked her yesterday, I was like, Hey, if you were to listen to a podcast about, I don't know, 
board games, yeah, yeah. some beer, maybe mm-hmm. pop culture. What I love about this is that when she stopped listening, she'd listened to so few episodes. Yeah. It's entirely possible she's forgotten this yeah. is even a hypothetical. She doesn't even know. Like, yeah. Well, she so was le- she was like, okay, I could imagine a podcast like that. Right? She doesn't. Remember well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, somebody should do that. Um, How many times has Brandy become interested in the show and then forgot about it instantly? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was like Memento. Yeah, but for podcasts. Totally. Yeah. Today, in fact, she was leaving, and and I was like, hey, can you drop me off at Ross's? And she was like, for what? And I was like, <laughs> who's who's right. Ross? Now, yeah. where is Ross's? Uh, so, anyways, so I said to her like hey what should we talk about in in our board game segment and i said also i want to warn you since the last time you checked in about the podcast we've done 150 episodes (laughs) so it's possible we've covered it get out there right so she rattled off i don't know 15 to 20 suggestions and i was just like done it done it (laughs) she got one she was like "Ooh, what about this and i was like did it a couple times called it something else each time and then she (laughs) but then she landed on this one and i thought it was pretty good so Here's what we'll be talking about in the segment of dissecting our fun. There is a um, like family board game closet worth of games that we should on mm-hmm. routinely on this show monopoly. Sure. And then just work your way outward, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about how bad they are. We've talked about the worst of the worst. <clears throat> We've talked about uh, uh, desert Island games, right? Desert sure. Island games. Hey, it's just you. You got to take one. Mm-hmm. Here's something we've not done. Let's assume your only option is to play one of those games. There's no game in the box that you want to play, but you are at an event and a game must be played. Which of the worst of the worst, the common offenders that we talk about, would you prefer to play if you had to play one? So of you got to hate it. <clears throat> You, yeah. can't, you can't just be like over it. Like, I no. don't really want to play love letter with you. No. But if you've never played board games before, <clears throat> right. I'm psyched to turn. This has to be it. one of those ones that you loathe. Oh, God. It's, yeah. So it's got to be like risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Monopoly. Life, Candyland, that garbage. Sorry for those fans of Risk, Monopoly, Life, Candyland. Well, I think it's got to be Candyland, right? Because it's short. Okay, because short, right? Yeah. Short, good. Because you're probably playing with children, so they're going to cheat. Or you're all playing Candyland as adults, which is why is anyone going to care if you cheat? You're playing Candyland as adults. True. Uh, it's qu- You can't feel bad about it because... You didn't do it wrong. Like right. you just rolled dice right. and it didn't and things happened to right. you different. Um, and then it's done and then you get to leave. Um, There's something interesting about not playing it with children so, and like being able to like kind of like free your mind of the whole thing. Cause the problem is when you play it with, but kids, also like if you play with kids and they want to cheat, you just say, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm it's not your fucking parents. Right. I'm not, you need to learn how to lose a game at one point. I don't need to be the person to teach you. This is not going to be that game. Not going to be that game. Yeah. You're right. You did go 15 faces forward yeah, on yeah. that one. You got it. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Oh, you can't count. <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah. I, I like the idea of not playing with kids because at least then you don't have to like, I would never get stuck going, well, you didn't really win because like, no, with adults, like we all get it. Like if you watch somebody cheat in Candyland and as an adult, it was intentional. You knew it. They knew it. And then it's on you. Like, do I care? Yeah, and if you care, that's right. really the sin. Totally. Like, that's really the problem. Here. Yeah. Okay. So Candyland's kind of an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, my other take would be like ticket to ride because like it's a good game mechanically. <laughs> Sure. I get why people like it. Right. I could at least gain that much enjoyment from it. Yeah. We would still be playing a game on trains. Yeah. And my internal monologue would be just screaming the entire time. Yeah. But at least like the card balance makes sense. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. At least you can control your own destiny a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. There's a game to be played there I'm for you. I'm bored to tears. Right. But at least it's well designed. Yeah. Yeah. Ross? 
so yeah, I'm thinking uh, th- these are interesting strategies about like what you want to achieve by playing this game, right? Like, like damage mitigation, uh, for example. <laughs> yeah, um, make it the least bad experience. So I want to have the most. I'm thinking maybe just for the novel to just have the most surreal experience I could have. So I would play Munchkin, but with uh, a version of Munchkin of a fandom of a, something that I have no understanding of whatsoever. So oh, okay, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. like a um, what's that shitty uh, like the Walking Dead Munchkin? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I I stopped watching that after the first season. So right. Like, yeah. Which uh, was 29 seasons ago. If, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or Asterisk of Obelix. I'm sure there's one of that. Like, mm-hmm. Some big Euro comic, I think. Uh, <laughs> Alf. <laughs> yeah, Alf. Yeah. I don't know, Alf. Uh, or just mix and match cards. So mix and match cards from different expansions. Totally. To make the most playable version of Munchkin, Munchkin Blender. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, if you put if you did a Munchkin Blender and you took a bunch of Munchkin and you just took random cards out of it and started trying to play Munchkin. That'd be fun as shit. That's not a, that's not a game I would hate to play. Yeah, I am there with bells on. That sounds fun as yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I've got 14 helmets equipped. Yeah. Yeah. From various franchises around the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. And I, I'm assu- like, I've got, I've got Kramer's couch. I've got, a, cause I assume there's a Seinfeld Munchkin at this point. Probably. Um, Munchkin's kind of an interesting take. I think of all, Monopoly's the worst. Monopoly's the one you avoid the most, I think. Yeah. For a number of reasons. Never going to end. Never going to end. Everybody has their own house rule that you may or may not agree with. Mm-hmm. And every house rule in Monopoly is annoying, but it's also there to make the game less bad. It's also so bad. long. Yeah, you, so know who, long. you know who's not going to get bogged down in a rules question or argument? Candyland. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's red. Did you end up on a red? <laughs> D- yeah. Did you not? I don't fucking care. That It's red adjacent. So, Green. But I have another game if you want to, if my, if, if my actual goal was to, I don't know, piss off the other players. Yeah. I'm being asked by people like I, I don't like it. I'm being passive aggressive. Right. And be like, okay, yeah. you know what? Let's play <laughs> so, risk. So there he is. The DPS choice. Yeah. Yeah. The DPS choice. <laughs> yeah. Let's play risk. And then I start political arguments uh, about geopolitics yeah. and see how long that lasts. See? Yeah. I knew. I, that, that's if, that's if I, I I aim to cause damage. Like right. That, yeah. yeah. Which is an interesting strategy too. I mean, if you've got, I to woke do up it, today and I'm going to make it everyone else's fault. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, some people just like, like to watch the you, world burn. If you really wanted to go aggro on it, I, see, here's the thing. I kind of want to play it because like yeah. I want to look at Roku's Basilisk too. Yeah. Uh, but like diplomacy, mm. like if oh I had to play diplomacy, God. I kind of like the tactic of just like, look, I've, I'm going to believe what I read in all the reports. This is going to end friendships. Whose friendship do I want? It's a path out. Yeah. Like you prisoners dilemma. It's like, I didn't want to play this, but if we're going to play, wow, we never have to worry about playing. Wow. (laughs) You just like start off being like, I don't give a shit what happens. Belize is no more. Damn. Like whatever the fuck your friend it's is. It's World playing. War One. Yeah. Belize is not really involved. <laughs> okay, well yeah. uh the the Lapland. I don't okay. know what they're doing back then. Yeah. Man, yeah. if Caleb ever asks you to play diplomacy, so, you are on. No, I'm just saying you want to talk he was talking about right. DPS totally. choice. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't want to do this. I'm gonna make everyone's problem. Like, what if you focus fired yeah. one yeah. person? Yeah. <laughs> that would be diplomacy. I'll play yeah. a game yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. hey, if any of you have a suggestion for if you've got to play a bad one which bad one to play feel free to hit us up on social medias or put it in the discord and with that we're going to get more beer and we'll be right back Caleb, while we ponder all the ways to say the name of this beer what have you landed on yeah 
Well, I use my context clues. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Pipeworks Brewing Company. Uh, the Ninjas vs. Unicorns versus the Haze. Oh. I got this from the lovely God. description. Which this is tells a real me, 2010s energy. Yeah, it tells me so much about what this beer is about. Um, a temporary truce between the Shadow Warriors and the Unicorns has been called... Though they are sworn enemies, they must join forces to defeat their trendiest enemy, the Haze. Oh, boy. Um, I want to be clear. This is just a... Awful. Bit bit crushed and blurred, like, Ninja vs. Unicorn background. It's horrible. With NVU on it. Like, let, let me take a stab NVU, at this. Like, yeah. you, that's what you would see on the shelf to buy. Oh, yeah. give me some of that NVUV. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take a stab at this. If Hot Topic made a beer, it would look like this. It is. This uh, is, this is, yeah, beer that was made by someone who last looked at the internet 10 years ago. That's right. Yeah. It's like, uh, Chuck Norris, monkey right. cheese. You guys heard of Trogdor? Yeah. yeah. Trogdor. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Very big Trogdor energy. Yeah. Um, it's a double IPA. It's, this is, yeah, it's going to be a double IPA. Oh, ooh, it's a double IPA, but bad. Oh, like a punch in the face. Yeah. He went from nodding like it's a double IPA to, ooh, gross, double IPA. No, it's a double IPA. Yeah. It's just, you, you. it's a little harder on the bitterness than what most things are going for nowadays. Sure. It's not the, you know, plus 70 bitumen nightmare mm-hmm. of the old days. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can get some flavors of, like, the hops and citrus on there yeah. that's not pure bitter nightmare but it's still not good yeah um noted so i had a bad day it's a two i'm sorry yeah no it's, it's fine. a two. It, maybe it's a three just because that's what i expect of a double ipa but then you come at me with a can frankly yep. this offensive yep just and not offensive in like leg humper way just in like just a, aesthetically what am i supposed to say when i say get that off the shelf yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just perplexing to me. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's not going to get better. I'm not going to try it. It's a two by law. I don't have to. Yeah, yeah by I know. Law. I know. I don't. I don't, I don't need another IPA nope. in my life. I certainly don't need another double. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we're into armchair director Caleb. What are we talking about? Uh, so I recently saw the trailer for Brad Pitt's oh, Bullet yeah. Train. Mm-hmm. Um, which Watched I, that last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's out already. Well, the trailer. Okay. Mm. Jesus. Uh, yeah. It might be. You never know. Yeah. And here's the thing. I've seen this film before. Yeah. We all have. Yeah. Multiple and times. And we've seen it dozens of times. Yeah. It, if you haven't seen the trailer to Bullet Train, um, I'm just going to tell you what it is. Assassin Hotel. And you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, it is Smoking Aces. It is Hotel Artemis. It is Bullet Train. Kind of John Wick 3. It is kind of John yeah. Wick 3. Yeah. Yeah. It is like... Put assassins in a hotel yeah. and then just see what happens. Hollywood wants this movie to happen mm-hmm. more yeah. than I think they've wanted anything before. Yes. They keep doing it. Yes. Like it'd be like if they tried to relaunch the Universal uh fucking monsters franchise every two years. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> like they yeah, just d- Yeah, there's st- I think they're trying again. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but that that script, that yeah. that script, Assassin Hotel, as yeah. in Yeah. If you haven't seen any of these films, uh, it's going to be a series of assassins are privatized killers. Some might have ideological focuses, whatever. They're all unique. Right. No one is just like everyone a, has a gimmick. Yeah, no yep. one's a GRU team. It's always like the strangler right. or, or the guy uh, with knives. The guy with oh, there's yeah. always a guy with there's knives. There's always a guy with knives. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all that all that bullshit. Um, they just keep making it happen in different settings that are also 
still hotels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hotel Artemis, a hotel that is actually disguised as a literal hotel, hotel. smoking aces in a hotel. Yep. Bullet Train, a speeding hotel. Right. <laughs> Fucking uh, Snowpiercer. Uh, well, at least well, Snowpiercers are not. That's really, true. Yeah. It's not necessarily assassins. It's murder on a train. It's yeah, a revolution. It's yeah. The, yeah. Train, yeah. I, I get train. Train yeah. is a lovely linear progression from yeah. a plot. It's yeah. been used. It's, you can tell a lot of interesting stories on a plot. Murder right. on the Orient Express. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it back. I, I'm against the idea of putting all these colorful murder characters yeah. into a room and seeing what happens. Okay. At a minimum, it seems like a bad idea. Well, no. it's, it, well. It, it diffuses its own premise because right. like, the nature of Hollywood is that it is driven entirely by star power. Yes. And you don't make films that are like these sort of vapid action fests without it being driven by star power. Yeah. And so here's what's going to happen in Bullet Train. Yeah. Do you think Brad Pitt's not going to make it? Right. Or you think he's not going to make it to the end? Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe have like a narrative arc where he learns to stop killing for money and like comes around to himself yeah. or like gets with his girlfriend or like whatever. Yeah. Gross point. His daughter. I mean, yeah. he could be a sad dad. Yeah. Whatever sad, gross point blank, warmed over bullshit they're going to try and pass. Do you think he's not going to make it? Right. Of course he is. And therefore, it's not a battle royale because it never was. No. They never are. And it, that, it that's just, important because because there are versions of these that work. The Raid. Yeah. Dread. Where we sacrifice some of the glitz and glam well, of Hollywood. For ju- for, yeah, because yeah. there's like a level of brutality that is just like character with mission moving upward. Well, I think there's a difference in those two movies versus the Assassin Hotel because that's uh, both movies are set in a residential block where people live and it's about like the yeah, poverty the, and exploitation. The collateral damage of it all and yeah. the, the they, socioeconomic it's, setting. It's almost always played for action comedy. Right. Which, yeah. like, if you're having an action comedy at the raid, yeah. you and I watched a different film. Yeah. yeah I watched so. that film with Aaron Carson and he hit his eyes for numerous scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was terrified. Yeah. There is a lot of femur cutting in that yeah, movie. The um, um, yeah. But uh, yeah. the action comedy, like the lighthearted okay. violence yep. bullshit. I, I yeah. have a theory. The ensemble bit. Uh-huh. Okay. So I have a theory about why they keep making Assassin Hotel. Okay. Uh, and I think it's one the the scripts come from you know you write what you know Mm -hmm. and the kind of people who get deals done who actually get listened to in hollywood uh they spend a lot of their time in hotels and in trade you know in public and like so you're just like and this is not like a person's first project this is like i'm a screenwriter with some credits and some experience and now i'm so overworked and so burned out i just need ideas and like oh shit to get paid. what if the place i'm in right now had lots of assassins killing each other oh i, I think that's interesting yeah. sort, sort of like a material medium and then like message. right okay, okay yeah. so he writes a script about colorful assassins killing each other things that they're he all knows. mercenaries who would do literally anything for money right not unlike <laughs> and and well he he engineers the script to be attractive to film executives who need sure something that sounds flashy and can get a star's attention yeah the script gets passed around a star gets attacked and then like they also Hollywood also likes making this movie because it's entirely on sets on yes. in a studio lot. Yeah. You don't have to go location. Do you think they even write like what the assassins gimmick is? Or oh, yeah. Like, or do the that's or what the, that's their defining personality. Yeah. But do that the knife are, guy is the knife guy. Yeah. But do they let the agents write it? Like no, they no, might no. have knife guy, oh. but it might be like, OK, he can't do but this. Brad Pitt said he wants to be this guy. He of wants guy. to be this kind of guy. And it's like, well, that's fine. We just need a different assassin. Pick a signature. Weapon. Well, then the, the night guy becomes like a minor character actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I, I, I wonder, like, yeah, now yeah. that you've brought this up, I wonder if, like, the structure of, like, well, in the end, it's going to be knife guy versus rope dart girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if they even get that far. If it's going to be 
Oh, assassin sure A to Assassin D, right. whatever their agent wants to cast. It, it, I, I'm sure in a Brad Pitt vehicle, they do have those kind of discussions because yeah. Brad Pitt does care about quality uh, compared to, like, say, a Jean-Claude Van Damme or a Steven Seagal, where right. it's just like, whatever. They don't give a shit. Yeah, Steven Seagal's agent was always like, no, he wants to be the well, slow guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He I, wants to be I've the guy who's seen wins. World War Z. He yeah. tries to care about quality. He tries to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes he needs to pay his bills, too. Um, <laughs> so I think it's these kind of movies appear because because of the, the the way Hollywood works and the way what movies actually get finances and shit to get made. Yeah. And these are the kind of things that are interesting or attract the kind of people who sure. make Hollywood movies. Totally. So, yeah. So I, I find it yeah. actually more enticing now that it's yeah. sort of a Hollywood urtext. Like, yeah. yes, it's a reason you come up with creation myths right. when you're sitting around in the hut. Yeah. Like when you're sitting around in the hut of a Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You, this is how you explain the nature of the fact that you live off room service. Hollywood, and, Hollywood's bottle episode. All your, I'm in here. We can't exactly. go anywhere. Hollywood's <clears throat> bottle episode. Yeah. Right. yeah. Can't there go anywhere. Go. Here right, we are. Yeah. The bottle movie. Yeah. yeah. Solved it. Yeah. With right. assassins. Yeah. Maybe don't go see assassin hotel movies anymore. Oh, whenever it comes up on Netflix or whatever. Get oh, yeah. I, I said don't go see. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. It can come to you. Ste- yeah. 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 <laughs> Steal immediately without any yeah. qualms it is a zero calorie meal it yeah. means nothing <laughs> it means nothing that's exactly it but uh definitely don't go out of your way to see this yeah boom solved yeah. it mm-hmm. beer producer ross what are you drinking it's daydreaming uh it's a witch beer from perennial and it's a Belgian style ale. That's really all they say on it. it Perennial is. makes good beer. Yeah, I was curious about that one. Yeah. That seems a sort of um, restrained. I agree. For Perennial. Yeah, I bet it's totally pleasant. Well, this is a collab with Chandler Hills Vineyards. Oh. I don't know. If, hmm. Like, it, is it Get, aged some in grapes one? in there? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it tastes. I, I taste a bit of grape. Like, yeah. like a bit of. Well, yeah, wood beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love, love a little grape. Mm-hmm. Typically has some sort of. It's a nice price. beer. Yeah, it's a nice smooth uh, beer. It's not a five. Like a day drinker. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely a day drinker. Um, day drunk is the best drunk. No aftertaste. Just just a pleasant beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it I a mean, four. Caleb yeah, seemed fi- unmoved. Finding a, finding a five wit beer is like oh, finding a no. five pilsner. It ain't yeah. happening. I don't believe it. Happened. No. Yeah, I think this is as good as wit beers get. I mean, or close to it. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. That's nice. That yeah. mother's wit. They had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was probably five or six years, years ago. ago. Yeah, but man, that was good. Yeah, and it was. I, I won't. Yeah, that it, was a, that was a five wit for me. And yeah. then oh, okay. they stopped making it. Then they like, stopped making it. <laughs> why did they stop doing that? <sighs> why? Why do they do? Why are all the cans yellow? Why so? Why, why so many? Why so many? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Caleb, what are we talking about in this segment of getting lit? Uh, Sean Whalen asks, fantasy author Brandon Sanderson. Uh, just broke records with his Kickstarter for publishing four novels he wrote during quarantine. This is news that could change publishing forever for both writers and publishers. But what are possible outcomes you expect? Do you think there are warning signs from Kickstarter management or dumb things you expect companies to try? Well, I mean, Kickstarter's already done the dumb thing of like trying like, oh, we're going to look into blockchain and they haven't renounced it yet, despite universal like 
Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, and a 16 million Kickstarter is not going to change their mind. I think yeah. that is one knockdown mm-hmm. effect mm-hmm. of uh, Brandon Sanderson not holding the line. It's a shame he couldn't get those four novels published elsewhere. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, it must be tough. Yeah, it must you be know? tough for a guy like him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think there's a lot of knockdown stuff with the publishing industry. But here's the thing. like Saying this is like it... It's sort of nonsensical. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's like the guy who's covered in sores and hasn't eaten in three weeks and has no water. It's like getting throwing a rock at him, and that's what does it. Like, right. well, probably wasn't the rock. Yeah, like, yeah, the the publishing industry was sick. Yep, way before this, and I don't even know if the rock is going to do it uh, in the form of this sixteen million or whatever it's going to end up being. No, uh, Sanderson Kickstarter. Um, but I think it might change things, but I don't think it's going to be for the better no, I for agree. most people. Right. So I think there's a lot of reasons for that. We can yeah. break them down, but, um, yeah, everything will get kind of worse, but also won't change. Cause that's the way everything works. I mean, I don't think it's going to change anything <laughs> in Kickstarter because also there was another high profile Kickstarter recently. Um, critical role yep. did one for their animated cartoon series and yep. raised like $11 million. And they didn't even promise backers the cartoon right. uh, when it was done. And they, it then turned up somehow on Amazon prime and uh, the, their, their advice to backers was like, just get a free month of Amazon prime and you can watch the whole thing. Uh, and people would, you know, spend a hundred bucks or like kind of miffed on that, but nothing's happening. And because they didn't promise that, right. uh, they're not contractually obligated to it. And so like if a Kickstarter to create a thing and then the people who give you money, they gave the money to do the thing, don't even get the thing. Right. And everyone, it, yeah, we're, like, we're still all doing this. You were also, yeah, Kickstarter's doing fine. There yeah. hasn't been, uh, yeah, so. Um, I, I mean, there's always a first through the door kind of thing with this. So, like, this has happened before. So, like, Hugh Howie with the Wool series, if any of you have read mm-hmm. that. Um, I read it, the first one. Yeah, the, the first book is absolutely fantastic. And yeah. I hear good things about the other ones. I haven't looked at them. But um, he's done that Amazon Kindle thing, the publishing for a dollar, you know, publishing serially in chapters. Yeah. Uh, he really made his own niche with that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And then they closed the door behind him. Mm. Like, because you don't get the rates that he used to right. do. Oh, the yeah. percentages. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now he is a huge name as the guy who did that. And like, yeah, there's people making livings off that, but no one's making Hugh Howie money. Right. No one's getting optioned for movies. Yeah. No one's doing that. He went through and the Kool-Aid man hole did not stay in shape. Right. It collapses after. Um, it's the same thing with YouTubers. Yes. And uh, it's the same thing with this. Because I'll tell you what, um, not a lot of people are going to break a million dollars for a book. But a lot of not people are going to try to write. Yeah, not yeah. to mention four books right. uh, on a Kickstarter. Not to mention $16 million. Yeah. Um, furthermore, like, this really does nothing against Sanderson. Sanderson's already an industry. Like, mm-hmm. yes. I, I'm not saying anything about how his novels are written. I'm not disparaging anyone who loves his work. I'm saying look at the number of books he's written. Right. You know what? There are people who attested that Stephen King wrote every word of his shit. And that's, that's got all his pen names for their stuff. And like, and yeah, man, he's prolific. Yeah. He's real good. Also, people ghost wrote some shit, just like James Patterson isn't actually 700 people in a room with typewriters. <laughs> it's not one guy. Um, 
Sanderson's doing all of those uh, Steelheart books for the YA stuff. Yeah. He's doing follow-ups for that. He's doing spinoffs for that. He's doing graphic novel adaptations for that. He's doing Wheel of Time. Right. He's doing that. The, I'll tell you what he's he doing. doing all Not of all of those right. things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if he gets all of the money away from his publishing house yeah. for the Kickstarter stuff, that's great. That doesn't mean Brandish and Sanderson novels from the publishing house stop. They own his oh, ass. totally. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. his name is a stamp. That property there. Yeah, they can put it on whatever the fuck they want. Like, I wanted to believe K.A. Applegate wrote all the Animorph books, too, man. But it just didn't happen. <laughs> like, because that's the that's the game. That's the game when you get playing at that level. So, yeah. like, yeah, it changes things. But, like, you assume it's going to change things for, like, people en masse. And that's not the case. No. It changed things for Brandon Sanders. That's right. He just got $60 million <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. It, it's a different way that money is, is going to hit some portion of his and, bank and, account. And I'm not saying he ever saw $16 million from his publisher. Like, right. Um, yeah. He could have gotten a shittier deal. It could be good for him. He could deserve everything. He maybe wrote the four novels himself. Right. I bet he did. Yeah. Because he wants the rights to it. Uh, but that doesn't mean that like the next guy gets to do this. Right. And that doesn't mean that. that. And then here's the thing. Kickstarter still doing the crypto thing I, I think what's happening is this they're they're looking at their twitter metrics which are uniform like they they don't they didn't even get their bots up in time everybody hates this fucking crypto yeah idea. yeah they know it is doomed right but they also know that there is a tail time mm-hmm to this. Yep. People have invested too much. You get on a Kickstarter now, it is not, I had this idea, let me see if it works. No. It is, I've invested five to $10,000. produced a quality item, and now I want you to buy it this way. And if you don't, I have just burned yeah. all of that money in a barrel, yeah. and I'm never getting it back. Yeah. There are people who can't pull out of Kickstarter That's at that right. point by the time they make their uh, sudden inexplicable announcement. And we're still in the tail end of that. I think what they're doing is waiting to see if this shit fills the gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah. giant corporate bullshit, Amazon critical role, uh, Sanderson, is it going to, are these avatar uh, role-playing game Kickstarters, right. Right. are these hogs yeah. going to give us right. enough fat right. to say that all yes. this crypto money is actually just things that are going up, going up anyway? Like, yeah. is all of the people totally abstaining their labor Will from Kickstarter? Will we be able to eat on this? Yeah. And if so, then we got options. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if not, we're going to have to, we, it, we need to help. Because if it goes up last year plus one cent yeah. with the crypto, if they can show gains at all yeah. through any amount of accounting fuckery, guess what? It's it's Monkey City, baby. Mm-hmm. It's rug pill on the Kickstarter. Like, yeah. you, it is the wild fucking West. They're going to go to town. Yeah. Uh, but if the tail dies off, I think Christmas is going to be the tell. Do you? Huh. COVID's going to be ramping back up. The yeah. economy's not going to fucking get better. Right. It's the midterm. Everybody's going to want to kill themselves. Yeah. So they're going to be maximally encouraged to buy shit. But no one will have had shit in planning and unable to pivot at that point. Right. So that will really see. Everyone's going to want to buy shit. Everyone's going to need to do yeah. shit to distract themselves, but they're also going to still know the Kickstarters on the crypto trade. Will they be responsible consumers or not? Right. I think crypt, I think they're looking a lot harder than I am at it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think they are yeah. very looking this year yeah. to see this. I, I'm concerned about two effects. Yeah. One is quality. Yeah. And we've seen this in board games, and I won't besmirch any specific property. 
But I think one of the things that happened is as people started to see board games start to fund wildly on, and I mean wildly on Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. I think there became a, a sentiment that, Hey, you can make a board game and throw it on Kickstarter. And the expectation is that you should fund, you will fund. And it has really watered down the pool of quality. I mean, this is the nature of quantity, right? Uh, that you just kind of like revert back to the mean. And I worry that a bunch of people are going to look at this and go, Hey, I could try to publish a book and therefore I should be making money off of this. And therefore I should produce more things. And we're going to get some quality out of that. We're also going to get a lot of shit out of that. That's concern. Number one, concern number two, the, the there's never been more people in history who could write a book than before just by literacy rights. Yeah. At the same time, there's right. never been less yes. people in history reading books. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I don't even mean should, I mean, reading Books. Using the like, text. You've never had a bigger supply market in terms of worldwide literacy and, hmm. and story literacy right. for all the media we conceive. Yeah. And yet, with all that media, right. who reads anymore? Right. Right. Uh, go to the artist row at Gen Con. Yeah. Gen Con has like these a lot of authors fields yes. of capitalist fields. excess yes. these two foot tall right t- i mean 20 feet tall pikachu statues these enormous board game spaces go to authors row you feel like you're gonna find somebody rolling dice yeah smoking crack it's like diagon like, alley at in harry potter yeah, yeah you know playing the five finger fillet game right. yeah. like just desperately begging come on man right. like getting real don't you want to picture this half naked elf that i made in my basement please yeah, do you want that sold to you like Gil from The Simpsons? Because yeah. that's what you go to Arthur's Author's Row for. Like, yeah. It's a tough gig. Yeah, they totally. Ain't, they ain't going to be making Sanderson no. money. Nobody is. So that's my, my, As a guy not making Sanderson money. Right. <laughs> Concern number one is flood of quality mm-hmm. issues. Concern number two is there, and I am, th- this, is, this is going to sound like a defense of the publishing industry. It isn't. So I want to say that first. <laughs> there are reasons to work with professionals who know how to edit and work through supply chains and get things printed and shipped. Mm-hmm. And the moment you think I can write a book and try to self-publish a copy of it, and sure, I can manage all of the minutia that goes along with that. It's just not fucking that simple guys. Like it's just a different ball game. And I worry that a bunch of people are going to have big dreams and see this as a shoot the moon strategy. And what they're going to end up is, uh, realizing that, holy shit, there's a lot more to writing a book than writing a book. Well, yeah. I, I marketing. Could, I, yeah. yeah. I could see a number of publishing people pivoting to this hard into a point where like they, there's a brain drain. So right. like, like a lot of large game design companies are, we're at the great resignation. Um, you're, you're hustling in an increasingly smaller market. You're, you're trying for shrinking space and borders. That's in, uh, not yeah. borders, not even around anymore. Uh, decreasing. You want to talk about shrinking space? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the other bookstore right. is gone now that we're down to the one, right? What part of that isn't for manga yeah. or, uh, Kindles? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you're competing for. Why would you say wh- it, it's good to work with a professional, right? It's good to work with a professional editor. It's good to work with somebody who can do logistics. You're all those people, right? Why would you not be like, okay, what if we just did it over here and got a bigger cut? Yeah. I think a number of them are going to make that decision. hundred percent, especially now. So like, I think you may see a new publishing market working parallel through Kickstarter, Yeah, but like, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. That's it's not going to pl- be yeah. good because it's going to be through Kickstarter. Yeah. And guess what? They're going to be on the hook too, but they will have started on the hook with crypto NFTs. Right. They would have started okay with that. And then when capitalism gets worse, right. 
then they're going to be normalizing from there. Totally. That's not great That's in the long the run. No, like, so I'm not going to say like, this is going to defeat the publishing industry. Right. Like, no, I mean, I think it could be wild and interesting for a while. Right. And it might even reach some form of stability, but it's still not going to be great. No. Like no one's going to be excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, and with that, um, I've already peeped the next beer I'm about to try. And it's at least going to be interesting. So I'm going to go get it. (laughs) Spencer, what are you drinking? Because you've already described it as a fruity hash brown. I could not be more interested. Yeah. So that's what it smells like. This is the Torn Labels Quad Hio. It's a limited series, Belgian style quad with guajillo peppers. It's also a 9.6% beer, which did not see coming. Yeah. It's in a little itty bitty can. It's a little bitty can. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just a little guy. Just a little guy. (laughs) And he is here to fuck you up. Um, Who that has got to smell. I've never even heard of guajillo peppers. This is my ignorance show, and I guess. Drink the fruity. I don't even know. Is that like a spicy pepper? Is that like. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It. (laughs) It's going to be a weird one, you said. Just retronasally breathing it. Yeah. It's. um, There's a little pepper. But yeah. not in a good way. Oh. Um, it tastes like bad apple juice is what it tastes like. Um, wow. That's uh, odd. Yeah. So like quads already like especially like heavy Belgian beers already have like an odd fruitiness to them. Like delirium tremens is just like fucked up fruit and SpaghettiOs to me. Yeah. Um, that has like a lot of like heavy uh, odd like the fruit that hasn't gone bad, but it's maybe not in great shape. Um, and then there's just a weird back. Well, I think it takes what a quad normally does, and it is a little strong yeah. in the sort of funkiness yeah. of a quad. Yeah. But the pepper just sort of makes it go to the absolute back right. of your throat. Right. And it just keeps ramming. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. just it takes all of the nuance out of it, and then it was just like taste, taste, taste. Yeah, it's not very good. It's like sound in a bad room. Like the echo is holding out longer than anyone would like right um yeah it is high abv i mean i'll give it that um (laughs) it'll get you drunk i can't decide if it's a two or a three that's where i am right now it's no higher than a three i put a two down already okay great so then call it yeah i I mean i know you're no five spencer yeah yeah time of death man yeah Yeah, it's a two (laughs) yeah great with that totally Uh yeah call it Yeah, Yeah, yeah it is not it is not great um Good on Torn Label, though. I will give them this. We've had a couple of Torn Label label beers, and I've genuinely liked some of them, and they are at least doing interesting stuff. Yeah, sometimes you want to give an integer just for like, well, you, you tried. tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you swung for the fences. You know what? You showed up today. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you brought your gear. You were ready to play. I appreciate that. Um, typically, we're in segment four, and for those of you who've been paying attention for a certain amount of time, typically segment four is Ask Mixed Six, where we respond to a question from a listener. Um, some time ago, we had a listener submit uh, a number of questions specific to, I believe, forklift driving. We had a real... I believe. Yes. It's not burned in your brain yeah. like the yeah. many other forklift... I was trying to soft pedal it a little bit. Certification uh, methods. Uh, we had a, a real fun time trying to figure out what had happened here, only to learn uh, later that it was Burke fucking with us. Touche. Mm-hmm. Um, but we turned that segment into the first ever The Mixed Six Asks. And the question in that specific instance was, are you okay? <laughs> 
But we're going to try it again today. So we're turning Ask Mix 6 into the Mix 6 Asks. And we are going to ask all of you. We've been doing this a long time, five and a half years. And um, we have kind of like a, a set, stable grouping of topics that we use regularly that end up on the survey, for example, that you can fill out every pre-episode. Some of which we developed five years ago and make about as much sense. That's right. As anything did. That's right. Five years ago compared to today. hundred <laughs> percent. Still don't know why we do anything or talk about some of the things that we do but you know what we do it we do it at least three times a month typically so but you're maybe welcome. we should talk about other things but maybe we should talk about other things like maybe this show like our country's approach to freedom rights humans oh be careful now uh okay. i didn't i didn't know where this was going has not evolved with the times. okay all right no i 100 agree yeah, yes yeah right. there we go okay right. glad we got there all right uh maybe maybe it's time that that we truly listen to the listeners of the Mix Six podcast, and we go, "Hey, what should we what should we talk about now?" I mean, we're all older, we're all wiser, we've all had more than a thousand beers, probably, uh, and things have changed dram- dramatically. And so, here's what we're doing in the Mix Six asks. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it in this episode. We'll put it in the discord. We'll even put it on social media. We want you to give us a new subtopic a new segment that or, we can include segments. yeah segments right we'll yeah. take many mm-hmm. we won't just pick one mm-hmm. if there are good ones we'll pick many here's what we need from you either a response in the discord a response to this post on patreon or a response to this post on social media when it goes live we need you to give us two things one a title for a segment what should we call it and and you've got some challenges here i mean we we have come up with some truly brilliant and not at all shameful titles for segments. For example, I I reserve edit rights on all titles. Fair. I think that's reasonable. Including getting rid of and absolutely using something different. Great. Love that. Yeah. Uh, But if you can come up with something as quality as be hole in one, (laughs) we'll never be author. Uh, Hey, good on you. And yeah, you need a certain level of missed pun yeah. and obscure in joke. That's right. That, uh, really oh, yeah. A lot of people can't. That's get. that's that's catnip for podcasters. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And and definitely a way to attract new people mm-hmm. to your brand. What we're all about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so approachability. We need a title and we need a description of the segment. That's it. That's all we need from you. And if we get good ones, we're going to start adding them to the rotation. Some with probably reasonable consistency. Can I can I add like sort of a theme for this? Would love college okay. essay. Um, here here's what I'm looking for. Okay, what should any mix six be talking about in this year of our Lord mm. 2022? Mm-hmm. Like a podcast of the type that you've listened to here. What should they be talking about? I would not like suggestions of like, you should be talking about this obscure fantasy series I've been asking you to talk about for four right. years. Right. And you haven't. Yes. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Please. No, not nothing specific. <laughs> right. Nothing like what should uh, a, a man or lady about town uh-huh. be discussing? Yep. In uh, the parlors of today, right. uh, salons, uh-huh. yeah, the salons, mm-hmm. uh, the the places about town, dinner the, clubs. Yes, uh, we would love to be the podcast. God, love that. dinner clubs. That For, was a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a whole supper club, man. Yeah, supper club. Here's yeah. a here's a. Let me add another criteria. Another condition. Yeah. I 
would prefer a cooperative rather than a competitive segment. <laughs> Only because people don't vote anymore. Like, yeah. we occasionally get a tag on Twitter, or, like, sometimes someone in the Discord will say, like, hey, I'm team whatever after a mock draft. It just doesn't It doesn't have the vigor with which I hoped it would when we when we thought of the Mix 6 mock you draft. You want to objectively beat me. That's right. Yeah, without, yeah. without any dispute. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. I want no margin here. Aside from all the times you know I've beaten you. No. You, you can't couldn't think of one I'll couldn't think of one yeah <laughs> so uh, i think i think it doesn't have to be competitive uh i mean if it's if it's a good competition i suppose that's interesting but i think that cooperative topics are nice as well yes so we are asking you now it's time for us to evolve yeah there's a pokemon joke in here somewhere I don't know what it is, so I'm not going to do it. Probably a JoJo joke even, but we're not going to do that. Um, what we need from you is a segment. Stab our podcast in the hand with a magical arrow that, that gives it new psychic power. You haven't even seen our final form. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. haven't even seen our final form. We need yeah. a title that we may or may not use right. and a description and your continued love and support. That's right. Yay. Are we crowdsourcing our content? Absolutely, we are. Yeah. Have we done it's that? It's collaborative. Since the beginning? Yeah. Also, yes. Absolutely, we have. Yeah. yeah. Thank you in advance for your participation. And mm-hmm. with that, more beer that isn't the beer that I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Caleb, that looks like the most boring beer what is it i'm kind of coming around on the can it's almost menacing now yeah in its yes. blandness uh-huh. like very back rooms yep actually vibe. i was thinking the classic short story the yellow wallpaper <laughs> yes yeah, also, yeah. also has that vibe yeah <laughs> little charlotte perkins gilman action mm-hmm, going on here mm-hmm. um anyway it is from perennial artisan ales again it is the south side blonde ale um, as if they saw daydreaming as a dare yeah. for blandness yeah. and went to an even more dad beer place. So I'm going to try it. Uh, we'll see. So um, recently I watched the documentary series Lulu Rich. Oh, yeah. Google, and they oh, talk about yeah. the graphic design. One of the graphic designers who worked for them he said, like, we had to do 100 prints a day. A day. 100 designs a day. Yep. Um, and so I can imagine that's like, Yep. Design number 57 on rip on something off the internet, change the color uh-huh. uh, and the, the saturation a bit. Yeah. It's just a, the, it's yellow on yellow with like a slightly different thing. So you can see there's some sort of floral pattern on it. It's very wallpaper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wallpaper of a beer. It looks judging from Caleb's expression of just staring at the middle not sure distance. He's consumed beer. He's like raising his no, hands. No, I am. It's not a 404. It's making you question things. It's a blonde. Yeah. Are you questioning that you even I'm, had the beer? I'm questioning if I have even the uh, palette capable of judging uh-huh. a blonde. Because beyond that's a blonde, no other thoughts linger in my mind. I can't tell you what it's similar to. I can't tell you what else it tastes like. I can just tell you, 
Yep, that's a blonde. So I don't know if I've encountered... That's kind of impressive. Do you know... You know. Yeah, I don't know if I've encountered a platonic four. Here's my... Or if I don't know if I've encountered right. the ultimate three. Here's my analogy for And I'm kind it. of uh, fucked up about it. You know when you're on a road trip and you're driving and you, you, you get to that place where you just read aloud a billboard as you yeah. pass by it? Yep. That's the equivalent <laughs> of passing a billboard and going, blonde. Yeah, we've exhausted everything else. And then you're on to the next thing. That yeah. is that beer. Blondale. And right. then it's gone. And then it's gone. Hey, look, cows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I guess three. Like, to, to say I would remember this would be an absolute lie, right? right? No. And that would what that's what a five would imply. But it's sort of a remarkable three. We could call perennial artisan ales right now and go, we'd like more of your blonde ale. And the person who answered the phone would go, what? <laughs> I am sure of this. We sell those? Yeah. No, what now? Um, um, maybe that's what they were shooting for. And if so, this is like some unknown armies. Like, yeah wizardry through quality shit like you've made the blonde right like Here, here's why the, here's why this beer is actually offensive to me it's not bad nothing i'm gonna drink this whole thing right i'm gonna forget about it the second it happens exactly but i'm gonna drink the whole thing nothing about drink it. drink from the river uh, river left and forget <laughs> yeah. all your woes yeah, yeah nothing about it is yeah. bad yeah but there's nothing there to be bad in the same way there's yeah. nothing there to be good now having said that if you brought me a four pack of those and i was having a day it'd be gone in an hour yeah, I'm having a day. Right, yeah. it's yeah. not going to make it <laughs> right. through this segment. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. So that's something. So at least a three. Yeah. yeah that. It's, I think that's the definition of. A Sorry, three. I had totally. to, I had to take the long way around the barn there, but it was very odd. Well, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, because as you were walking around the barn, you were like, I think there's it a was cow. A three. It was. It, <laughs> Are there five sides on this barn? <laughs> you know, Why it does was, it keep turning? It was the most intense three <laughs> we've ever had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. We're into binge binger. So. I've proposed this segment both because I want to talk a little bit about Hunter Hunter and yep. how great it was and also frustrating it was, mm-hmm. but also because um, I had an encounter while I was watching Hunter Hunter with quitting Hunter Hunter and I didn't, but then yeah. it got me thinking about things that I have quit and I want to talk about that too. So let me start by saying I watched Hunter 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 all of it. Yeah. And that in and of itself is a feat. So Hunter Hunter is a shonen anime. It's on Netflix right now. It is. 148 episodes altogether. 148 episodes. Each one is like 23 minutes long. So anyways, you do the math. It's a lot. There's six seasons, six story arcs. But that's not a reasonable explanation no, of not. the way the show is broken. No. Up. Because season five is 61 episodes. Almost that's half. <laughs> 61 episodes i'm just thinking of that uh one punch man where they explained the way anime and manga diverges with all the charts mm-hmm. <laughs> in rapid succession so that's the one where they're like uh season no five. it's actually pretty faithful from what i understand i'm not i know one. but like that yeah. that's how that works yeah. like you wait until the manga comes out to make an episode and so it's 51 episodes it long. was fucking work and yeah. and and um not only was it let me start by saying hunter hunter was great i absolutely loved it it was was genuinely a joy to watch and i i started uh, we talked about this with noah on hot takes i think a couple of weeks ago or or maybe it was a full episode i don't remember like what should i watch next and we landed on samurai shampoo or demon slayer and i was going to start demon slayer yesterday because i finished hunter hunter last weekend and then i was like you know what i'm i'm I, I need to wait a little bit i need to give myself time to like process and enjoy hunter hunter it really was genuinely enjoyable I don't know that I've watched 148 episodes of anything before and so that in and of itself felt like meaningful 
Um, but I almost quit Hunter Hunter and we could do a whole like bit on just how great Hunter Hunter is and all the things I liked about it. I don't want to do that right now. I almost quit Hunter Hunter in season five, which again was like 61 episodes, I believe, Yeah, which was both a departure in terms of the, the articulation with which they tell specific things about a story and pretty, a pretty strong departure in, in the depth of the show. I mean, the first three yeah. or four seasons are with some level of depth and, and relationship building yeah. pretty, um, uh, kids bouncing around doing fun stuff, fighting people. Yeah. So I think the closest comparison, think about like in Western shows, like there's a, the initial show has a premise. Yeah. And then they generally stick to that. So like Columbo, he's a detective. He right. solves crimes. He yeah. does it in this quirky way. Imagine if in season three of Columbo, he's like, I'm a doctor in Spain now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and right. I'm having a tour. And Spain is affair. bad. And Spain is bad. Yeah. Um, I'm fighting, I'm fighting Franco uh, and the fascists. And like, that's the kind of ship narrative shift that Hunter Hunter gets. Yeah. It's the same character, but now he's going through some way different. Lots shit. of the same characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was, it was weird. And, um, uh, I would like to donate, Eight million dollars to your gritty Columbo origin <laughs> right. story, yeah, where yeah. Columbo, uh-huh. where he fights in the Spanish Civil War yeah. Yeah. before yeah. coming back to America. Gotta be Peter Falk though, which is going to be a challenge. All the rich people. Yeah. Oh, we can CGI that now. Yeah, we can. That's true. I've yeah. seen the LeBron commercial. I yeah. get it. Yeah. No, I want young Columbo looking up there like young Stalo, just a snack. Right. Uh, yeah. He, he's partisaned yeah. in right. the woods. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one more thing. Uh-huh. He mm-hmm. said. To he's those, also a doctor now. Yeah. Right. So. um it is also a uh, kind of a departure. Uh, one of the things that Hunter Hunter does. What, so if you like some of the weird Jojo, uh, Jojo is going to over explain what starts happening in combat. The farther you get into the Jojo become puzzle. Yeah. Who can outthink the other person? Hunter Hunter does really good fight yeah. puzzling. Um, season five is too much fight puzzling. That was, yeah. that was one of the other things. So there was just too much. Yeah. And um, because season Dragon five Ball Z problems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, what are they? They're powering up. Yeah, that's what they're doing this episode. Right. Well, no, it, but instead of powering up, they're maneuvering so their one power can kill the other guy in three episodes. In three yeah. episodes, yeah. but like the other guy's also maneuvering so his power can kill the other person. Right. And so it's like they're all just like, eh, eh, eh. Uh, there's actually a podcast called I think it's like Jeff Jeff's Bizarre yeah. Rewatch or something. Anyway, it's uh, from Mother's Basement. The guy who does that YouTube channel. Oh yeah. He has a friend that has never seen anime. Hmm like at all and he's making him watch all of jojo's bizarre adventure like with no context for anime whatsoever who needs it and uh doing a watch by watch uh and i i did hear a clip of that where he described it as turn-based animation yes yes 100 <laughs> percent. it's just like oh yeah no you hit the nail 100 percent on that time does not move yes. forward until it's the other player's turn and much of season five of hunter hunter is turn-based animation yeah I so gotta, i gotta do my thing you gotta do your right thing. Yeah. we're gonna talk about it endlessly while we stare at each other so <laughs> i almost quit jojo halfway through season five which by the way was hunter like, x hunter Thank you. Yeah. Hunter X Hunter. Yeah. Which, by the way, was 30 episodes into season five. Mm -hmm. That's I cannot underscore that enough. (laughs) And it was like genuinely kind of a depressing thing because I was not enjoying the show very much. And I'd enjoyed the shit out of the show up until that point, which at that point was like 90 episodes or some ridiculous garbage. Um, And I had to do like a real moment of if I quit this, would I be mad at myself a for getting this far and then not going through and B would I miss something on the other end that I know they're capable of because they've done, they've done great stuff before this. And it got me thinking, 
we've talked in the past about shows that I'll never finish, like Breaking Bad, not going back. I'm sure it's great. What I saw was great. Can't watch it. Fuck that show. Are there things that you've walked away from like, nope, not fucking doing that. And now you think, boy, I wish I wouldn't have walked away from that show. See, I'm the opposite of this mm. on you. Mm. Like, so you've, you've watched all of it, right? Which all like, of what? Hunter S. Hunter. Yeah, I finished You're it. You're like, there's you. a bunch of quality yeah. prehand. Yeah. I don't think it's quality now. Right. But I trust them. Yeah. To refine quality. But I was losing trust, man. Quick. You, I you, am the exact Spencer reverse. messaged us, like Maddie and I, and be like, I, I'm losing hope. And I was like, I, the payoff is worth it. I, I wrote them. Like, I sent up a flag. Like, hey, man, it's yeah. getting bad. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm, I am the reverse. Like, if something was good... And then it gets bad. Now it's just bad. I am just assuming it's going to stay bad. Uh, like Dexter. Yeah. Real yeah. hard for me to go back for season three and four. Right. Uh, after season two. Season two is bad. I'd say the same thing happened in The Wire. Uh, and I can get over a little hump. But like if the hump occurs like season five of The Wire. like, yeah. yeah, no, you need to be canceled. <laughs> This, yeah, right. no, this needs to stop. Yeah. Um, like I, I am more keen to turn it off at that point. Yeah. Cause like I assume there is a, uh, jump the shark mm -hmm. event horizon. It's coming past which, yeah. well, it's just, it's just going to be exponential return. Yeah. I actually hit one last night with oh, one. Yeah? I may be done with it. Uh, we, we got a free trial for Apple TV. Oh yeah. And we were watching, uh, to the moon. Oh Yeah. Which is the sort of alternate history yeah. uh, thing. And we got into second season. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure there's going to be a third season. And after last night, I'm not sure there needs to be. Because uh, they're out of things to say. Right. Because uh, they, they, it was kind of pretty grounded in like things NASA proposed, but never got off the ground. Yeah. And sort of this interesting historical counterfactual of like, well, actually, what killed space progress was the fact that America won the space race, past which they invested nothing in it and did nothing. Getting dunked on by the Soviets would have actually been the best right. thing to happen for mankind. And sort of an interesting sort of uh, historical hmm. counterfactual. Now it's the 80s, and they're on the moon, and they have AR-15s on the moon. Uh, and um, the, the son of the other philandering astronaut... Mm. Uh, that was there when the, you know, all American astronaut played by the guy from uh, the first season of Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When his son died in a bicycle wreck, this other kid was his best friend. He's very sad. Anyway, it's 10 years later. And now he's fucking that guy's mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the soap and, opera shit. Yeah, yeah. And now you're just like, oh, well, you saw Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. done here. Right. Like right. the first one was just like, how would we? implement this Apollo moon base program yeah. that there are plans for. And it's all this interesting technical procedural stuff. Right. And then by season two, it's like, well, they're going to dance to an eighties cover in Elvis song. Yeah. And she's going to become a pedophile. Like at that point, you're just like, well, you're done. You're, you're done. It's time to leave. Let's go. And that, so, and, 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 and totally random and, mention and, there. And tons of shows do that. Now. Yes. Like I'm not just jumping you know, in that that's show. That's what I'm saying. Altered carbon. Yeah, you said it. Yeah. Jumping the shark. Right. Yeah. That's a show that like halfway through season two i love anthony mackie i love yeah. the first season of altered carbon love the idea of altered carbon halfway through season two i was like i don't think i want to finish this no. unfortunately i did finish you know it. there is a show i can think of that i wish i had quit early uh lost <laughs> oh 100 percent. yeah yeah uh, exactly yeah. in a post lost world yeah yeah i think get i out. am get on the other yeah, like well not just get out like in fact if you're gonna fuck up fuck up early right 
Yeah. Like uh, Parks they, and Rec. They let the audience movie. know. Yeah. Parks and Rec. I'll never watch the first season again. No, but but season two on is so great. Fart book season three of Letterkenny. All Ep- right, episode a, three. A brief yeah. stumble and we moved on. Yeah. Like if you're gonna fuck up, fuck up early. Totally. Season two at the absolute latest, because otherwise, once it goes down, yeah. I assume it stays down. Yeah. Like, and I'm also not wrong to assume that there has been a lot of shit right. where the writing was on the wall. Yeah. and we all sort of fandom like yeah right it'll get better it's yeah. still good it's still good See, my problem <laughs> is like for most i don't like get it it's so hard for me to get into a show at all yeah. like i so prefer movies i i prefer the the, the self-closed loop can yeah. self-contained even yeah. if it's like a three-hour movie that's fine right that's three hours hey versus- what if there's 13 of them and they're about puppets exactly well that's <laughs> that fucking that slaps all right yeah that's fucking great that's peak that's peak that's great um and each one is self-contained i could i could stop it you know halfway in you can yeah, we know because we watched them in a randomly generated order. yeah yeah uh so like that's my problem like there's a bunch of shows i, I, I may watch one episode of and yeah. then I'm like this seems interesting but then i never go back to yeah uh, like breaking bad i watched like three or four episodes it's like it's good but like yeah i don't yeah. want to i don't want to spend all the time yeah, to watch that. totally like that's a lot of fucking time that yeah. is interesting like yeah. fuck up early yeah. Uh, like, cause then I wouldn't be so mad about it. Cause I wouldn't have wasted the time. Like I still to this day feel cheated, like mortally cheated by lost in yeah. game of Thrones. Yeah. That's the thing is yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, I do think this calculus changes post loss. A bad movie. Post-loss. You're only out two hours. That's right. why yeah. you're if, to go back to your initial, uh, yeah. inspiration for this segment. Yeah. That's why I can't get into Hunter X Hunter. Right. Cause, uh, I tried watching it and I got like eight episodes in. And if you'd put a gun to my head and told me what a hunter does for a living, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, don't I, worry. The, the author doesn't know either. Nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, couldn't. no, they kind of explained in season five. And you know what that reeks of? Mystery box. Yeah, there's a door. No, no, no. It's, it's a spooky door. There's something in it. Don't worry about it. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I do worry about don't it. Don't worry about I, it. I won't be fooled. To don't worry about it. You know what it is? It's a bag of kettle brand sea salt and vinegar chips sitting on <laughs> yeah, the table. Exactly. You don't just, know. Just yeah. watch 148 episodes of this anime. Yeah, that's the best pitch you can. Hey, just, look, we got some sound effects. Just do it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I will tell you this. This is how hard up I was to watch something. I think I saw like Maddie post in the discord like Hunter Hunter has been really fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I'm bored. I can put something on. But here's the. Here's and what, then I watched 148 episodes. It's biased reasoning, but here's why I'm right. Okay. Yeah. I think Hunter x Hunter is a different qualitative question. It's, than like, each episode's dude, 20 minutes. Like right. that, that's a lot. Like, and also yeah. there are how many of them? 148. You decided by mass. If you didn't factor that in, if you didn't factor that in when you were deciding so, what to start watching, you're a goddamn good. liar. <laughs> that's another thing i think it's you know, different than something that has a finite run yeah and the last two or three seasons are going to be dog watching shit. Yeah. like yeah 13 one hour episodes is different than watching even like 30 <laughs> absolutely 20 minute episodes it's totally different yeah um you know i watched a bunch of baki on which is a ne- anime on netflix which is just garbage it's just like yeah but that that's what i'm saying the sheer like, the sheer yeah, weight yeah. of well i'll have something to do I think that's a psychological factor in when you turn this mm, shit off. Mm. Like season five of the show I decided to watch, not because I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because there were 148. Because I wanted a lot to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I made the initial choice because there were 148 of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to turn it off in season five because I'm at 126 right. yeah. of it. Yeah. 
that's a very different psychological calculus it is. It is. than like there were 13 episodes this season yeah. and the 10th episode in season two just became dog shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. There, yeah. They, I was hooked and there was a sense of like inertia. <laughs> oh no. They, they're, they, they always do uh Hunter X Hunter is masterful, like tension building. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, there, there's some great hooks to get you to watch it. Uh, and, and I will give them this on season five. Yeah. They, they do not um, uh, overplay their hand mm-hmm. early. No. Like it goes from like, ah, oh, this could be like a bad thing to this is the worst thing. But they do that over like 40 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like they take their time to realize the villain. Yeah. And the scope of the villain. And then once they're there, they take their time to realize the ways in which they're going to interact with the villain. Yeah. Like it. It was something. Yeah, uh, like narrative, like narratively, Hunter Hunter <laughs> swings for the fence yes, and like hit, doesn't hit every every no. time. But like when they do, they really connect. It's because yes. it like uh, uh, a lot of people consider it's like one of the highlights of the shonen genre. It's great, all to, just of all time. Highly recommended. And um, it's it, it does things no other show has no, never done. No, uh, because of its breadth and depth. And it does and, some shit that I would not recommend. I mean, like, yeah, no, obviously, yeah. Yeah. But like the Chimera and Arc, the one you're talking about, um, like it's it was very, shocking. it got very emotional. At the yeah, end. Like, yes, very emotional. There is an emotional payoff, and then very like emotional. the next season is a great epilogue yes. uh denouement like uh it completes it actually has a an anime character has a narrative the main character has a narrative arc in that anime series yeah that is you could is complete yes it resolves yeah it mm-hmm. resolves yeah so like from uh, ep1 to ep 148 yeah. it resolves yeah which is rare yes yeah absolutely so um so, so yeah never quit a show Never quit any show. Never quit any show. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I will be the dissenting opinion, right, on this court. Um, no, or somebody, just, somebody or called JJ. Abrams. If you start a show, actually finish <laughs> it. Just don't start any shows, except oh. for Autumn. That's my philosophy. Switch not dial on everything. Here's yeah. the thing. I've definitely quit on Hunter X Hunter. I know. I've quit. Well, that's fine. Well, that's you're fine. wrong, but right. that's okay. okay. It does right. get pretty great. It, it does get it does super great. duper great. He's fighting people with a fishing pole. It looks fucking stupid. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and oddly, the fishing pole just disappears at some point. Yeah. No. yeah talk about oh, shit. I wonder why. Right. Yeah. 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 God. He's fucking great. Why'd we lose that? Right. We should have cheers. You know to what his freaks. next, you know what what his next weapon is? Do you want me to spoil one thing about it? I don't give a shit because I'm not going to watch it. It's a magic power that's based on rock, paper, scissors. That's right. John Ken. Show me rock, man. Show me rock. We're out. Well, actually, we have another segment. Yeah, yeah. but you get it. It was like it was for dramatic effect. <laughs> I could have told you anything. You would have believed it. It's still so fucking stupid. Oh, no, it's it's dumb, but it's also great. It's yeah, so great. no, I'm yeah. out. All so right, great. Thank you. Producer Ross, what are you drinking? Greetings from Unicorn Island. Uh, that's actually the name of the beer. Greetings from, greetings from Unicorn Island. Uh, it is from Pipeworks Brewing Company. It is guava and pineapple ale with, let's see here, guava, pineapple, lactose, and natural guava flavor. So they have guava. Guava on guava. Guava and guava, natural guava flavor. So right. I don't know what that means. Right. Uh, really? Yeah. Why would you have guava there? To- well, guava, guava and natural guava. Which the, one's unnatural? They really want you to understand. Oh, yeah. They what? really want you to understand the guavity of it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Huh? It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let's, let's try this, bitch. Uh, <laughs> 
let's try this bitch he we, says like they called yeah, out their own you guava. have to assume they're both unnatural right, right. it's like saying no i'm not gonna lie to you now right like some of this is fake guava <laughs> so, but which one right is it the one we said wasn't fake it's on or the you. one that is fake yeah yeah, sort of a Princess Bride situation. We get guava yeah. false flagged here? <laughs> um, it's not bad. Is like, it too much guava? Because any guava is too much guava. I mean, I taste the pineapple for sure. And it, oh. And it like, has twice that amount of guava. Like, <laughs> Fake uh, and real. <laughs> yeah, the, the guava and the pineapple are pretty similar fa- flavor profiles. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, fruity, uh, tangy, you know, citrus. Yeah. Not too hoppy? No, no, not hoppy at all. Huh. Like, very, very strong fruit profile like, yeah i might like, like that. The, the the pineapple it, it, it's it's sweet um very little aftertaste um yeah it's it's a pretty pleasant beer um i think uh i actually like that yeah yeah uh, and there is not too much guava in that beer no uh, which is weird given that it's double the guava yeah exactly so i'm gonna give this a four because it's a guava beer that i don't dislike i agree i like it yeah here's here's another thing that is a beer that does not have a style like that yeah. beer is just cold pineapple yeah. with alcohol yeah <laughs> that's good yeah like, I come to find out that's a good combination yeah it's, it's huh. that natural or unnatural guava flavor. right exactly yeah, yeah. maybe uh, they canceled each other out that's why i don't taste it the natural <laughs> and the unnatural <laughs> knocked each other out of the way no, it's not anti-guava well, i don't yeah. know anti-guavity machine anti-guavity machine <laughs> just gonna keep i got one bit here also, guys. by the way the can design is really nice it's, it's like one of those old 50s postcards where the the name unicorn has like uh little like images inside of it uh i forgot what that's called but like well beats the shit out of yeah, my like, envy <laughs> whatever the versus is. The yeah it's, it's colorful it's got like uh 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 palm trees on it and uh yeah or coconut trees it yeah, looks yeah. like a place yeah. where pineapple and guava are yeah yeah, yeah i assume they're the same uh climate i couldn't it's like it. a postcard from hawaii i don't know where guava comes from <laughs> guava factories i don't know <laughs> i think it, the guava all right tree. spencer you're on the couch this week yeah you proposed this What's i did okay so on friday i had a conversation uh with a team member of mine who's 29 yeah i'm about to be 36 yeah little gap seven yeah. years and at 36 seven years shouldn't feel like a lot but it does yeah and one of the th- and and the the reason we started talking about the gap in our age is because um i observed the first time i remember using the internet oh, yeah, in yeah. school mm-hmm. as a research tool not as a novelty yeah and she observed that when she was growing up like the internet was part of the school experience from a very Mm -hmm. early age like if not late elementary school like maybe even a little earlier yeah and it got me thinking like boy oh boy seven years is not a tremendously long amount of time all things considered the internet is but for the internet it's a long amount of time and it got me thinking about how in a lot of ways you know we have experienced uh, a lot of the world kind of similarly obviously there are some milestones that we do not experience similarly because of age but it got me thinking about what what kinds of things are just gaps that seem bigger than they should be given the actual year distance between me and another person. I, you and, know, and then I got to wondering like, what's, what's for you and maybe it's the internet, yeah. but like, what's a thing that the, the distance between conceptually you and another person doesn't seem to match the, the age gap. Um, you know, one thing, two, two things I can think of would yeah. be actually like, uh, historical events that would make a major difference whether you were raised you grew up before that or after that. Like 9-11. Uh, 9-11 is one of them. Yeah. The other one is Columbine. 
uh, at least for American oh, kids. Oh, sure. Uh, because after Columbine, that's when the school like lanyards totally. for kids really came into effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So ah, at least that's, uh, that's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Columbine and, and, and then so Columbine, uh, I was in sixth grade in Columbine during Columbine, I want to say. Yeah. I still went to high school on a campus with six different buildings, open yeah. air campus. But if you, if you remember, um, Columbine was certainly an event set aside from time. But then after yeah. that, what started, we started to see school shootings a little more regular. Of course, now we see them daily, but there was a period wherein they were happening at a pace where it wasn't normal. And it also wasn't Columbine. So shortly after I graduated, both, yeah, before, after Columbine, but before Sandy Hook. Yes. Yeah. There was a period <laughs> before America absolutely gave up on the idea of doing anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even, even believing that they occur. Yeah. Um, they after shortly after I graduated, they built hallways between all six of the buildings so that you could no longer have people randomly roaming the campus area for safety purposes. Right. Okay, because, yeah, yeah. So that the you could be funneled in the kill zone. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. For safety. Yeah. For safety. Uh, the, yeah. You know, 9-11 is one I've thought about a lot, especially when I was teaching. Yeah. But Columbine is that's totally true. That's interesting. It's such a it changed K through 12. Absolutely. Yeah. So like generational differences are real. Like what's what uh, more like are there things that you've encountered recently? that seem to outpace when the amount of time yeah. they should outpace in your ability to relate to others or have a, a common experience. Like anymore. did you grow up with a tablet? Oh, right. Oh yeah. Like my nieces yeah. who just like, that's what they do. Like yeah. they sit. I mean, I think that's maybe why the question doesn't register for me. Cause like, while I don't do anything like it before, like when you right. teach, right. This is a everyday occurrence. Sure. Like, this yeah, is a- but, but, but here's the thing. Here's the, here's the condition I'm putting on it. Okay. When you're teaching, you're actively working with kids who are 15 or 20 years younger than you. So time oh, just it's seems... it's not just that. It times, but even when I was teaching, I guess, and I had like kids who were four years younger than me when I was like a grad student, there were some gaps there. But for me, it's more like at seven years apart, it just doesn't feel possible that we encountered a fundamentally different version of the world because of the internet, but we absolutely did. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I, even in teaching, I, I still mean that. Like, so like I had 11 years in, so that means student teaching... That oh sure yeah college kids and you student taught oh not in galena right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. like having yeah. student teachers right. under me like dealing with people who are still co- dealing with practicum students yeah like sarah's still dealing with kids who are like literally freshmen in college right like and stuff like that which is an adult yeah but man there's generational differences sure. yeah are real yeah. um so like there's all sorts of stuff like uh, they'd always come in prepared for technology that has never existed in a public school. Yeah. Like they're just like, Oh, where do you use the VR helmets? Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's mm-hmm. your laminate <laughs> projector. Like, and it was Replace like the bulb, man. And it is very, and but like you also see those same, I, I'm a firm believer that those teachers can have some of the greatest impacts on kids because um, like, yes, they can't function like as people. Yeah. Uh, but it's because college did nothing to train them for the reality of public teaching. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like it's the equivalent of like going through Navy SEAL training and then being told to be a social worker. Yeah. Like it, like you would be as prepared for like, how many sit-ups are we doing? It's like, no, we're doing a, we're doing a call. (laughs) Like it's not going to work. Right. Like, um, uh, so like there's that, but like also they'll talk to the kids about a show. That like uh, yeah. is the one show they're still watching, yeah. and have a better connection with the students 
in 30 seconds right. than you have had for an entire semester. Totally. Um, and that shit is real. Yeah. You just got to roll with it. It is. And, and it was I, dr- I don't think it's so much a matter of like finding like, where's my biggest disconnect? Wherever your biggest disconnect is, it's going to get bigger. Yes. Along true. with every other disconnect. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how this shit works. Yeah. I think you should find the thing that's stuck. Yeah. Like, and cling to that. So like for me, it was always games. I could talk about video games and video games are now a language, right? Like they're a language. Oh, sure. Everyone yeah. speaks yeah. from elderly down. Yeah. And like, I can talk about video games. Totally. I can talk about other games that aren't video games, but are kind of like them. And if I use video games as a parallel, I right. can explain them. Like that was be how I relate across generations and stuff. But like, Everything else, you're just noting something as it goes down the river. Like, because, like, you're like, you can't be like, well, how can I better relate to this on this? You can't. No. Right now, right. you can relate to them better yeah. than you ever will. Yeah. <laughs> because you're going to keep getting older. That was the future's going to keep getting fucking weirder and the samer. And uh, you're also going to like keep moving down the river of time. It like, was just so jarring to talk about. I mean, you know, the internet aside, it was just even jarring to talk about the role that. Again, we're just talking about seven years here. We're not talking about 20, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, what seems like kind of a flash in the pan in terms of total time, but like the role computers played in education, internet mm-hmm. or otherwise. Yeah. And and the freak, you know, uh, when, when I was in elementary school, we had one set of computers. They were in the library and they were doing for like math games on and like every class got to rotate, rotate in like once a month to talk to someone again, not that much younger than me and to hear uh, about an experience where computers were part of the everyday educational classroom. And it just makes me think that there are these moments uh, like these inflection points. And I think you might be right. Like historical events like might help illustrate them. Yeah. There are these moments in time where the time gap is not truly representative of the difference. gap. I think, I think the other, the uh, inflection point or whatever you want to call it, like aside from Columbine nine 11 uh, would be, and this is more fuzzy, but this would be the rise of social media. So like, uh, like when Twitter and Facebook, even MySpace, well, not MySpace anymore, but you know what I mean? Like the idea, like uh, we all three grew up before the dumbass things we did as kids were documented forever on the internet. Yes. And now obviously kids, whatever they do, they can, there's a chance, whatever dumbass thing they could do could be saved on TikTok, Right. Uh, or, or whatever, or YouTube or whatever else. And like that will, f- that could fuck them up or follow them for years. Yeah. So like, here's what I'm trying to say with yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I agree with all that. Like look at the distances. So like, you're talking about the rise yeah. of social media, right? Yeah. From yeah, Columbine. Yeah. yeah. You got the year of Columbine to the rise of social media, which is kind of subjective. Like right? nine years. Yeah. yeah more okay. or less. Um, I would also say, uh, were you old enough to know what was happening in the 2008 financial crash? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's mm. also a big culture. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's 2008, 2007, right? Yeah, yeah seven, yeah. All right, from there, what are we doing? Obama. Yeah. Right. Probably got a memory of that. Yeah. You definitely got a memory of Trump. Definitely got Trump. And if you're a COVID kid or an out before COVID kid, the cultural difference between oh, you totally yeah. and the next generation Jesus. is... It's going to be massive. Like, there are national like, differences. Yeah. Yes. Like, you went to a different world if yes. you went to school and graduated COVID, before yeah. COVID went down. Yeah. Now, look at the distances of time between those. Yeah. You got the crash and Obama happening simultaneously. 2008. You yeah. got those eight years, right? Yeah. Then you got Trump. Yeah. 2016. Then you got COVID. 20. Uh, 2020, yeah. 
Those gaps getting bigger or smaller? Smaller. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no real point in registering it because yeah. by the time you see it, it's yeah. gone. Right. Like, we are in. We're on to the next one. Like, people call me an accelerationist. I, I I'm gonna go Barbara Ironhick, man. It's not pessimism if it's realism. Right. Like, it's getting faster. Yeah. Like, and uh, you see that if you're working with kids, you see that uh, a lot. Right. Um, and we haven't even begun to see like if you've gone to public high school for three years under varying COVID restrictions, not even to mention like snow days, right? but like just teacher absences, yeah. lack of subs, all no kinds of stuff. Drivers, like yeah. the, the last three years of school in real instructional time, yeah. like even if you're just doing butts in seats, yeah. that is probably maybe a year of school in yeah. three years. Yeah. If you do, I was actually teaching something. Yeah, totally. That got smaller in right. terms of actual instructional time. And that is just years of schooling erased right. from anything Absolutely. academic, it's not from going, anything not in terms back. of that. And here's the thing. A lot of it in terms of raw social skills. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 absolutely being it, around it, others yeah you're talking about a gap that is only getting larger yeah like and yeah. it's it's only going to get bigger yeah that's uh yeah that's a good point that i shouldn't be so in awe of this one gap because the reality is there are just more gap creating things it's happening more frequently. it's as small today as it's ever going to be yeah <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow it's going to be bigger right yeah yeah it, it blew my mind i mean i literally had to sit there and ask questions like so when you were learning this, you would just go to the library and Google it. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, we had to learn how to use Boolean operators on Ask Jeeves because Google had not yet become Google as we know it. I mean, it was one of the search engines you could use. Mm. Yahoo was equally important. And of course, got to laugh because at this point, Yahoo's only used and, for 85-year-olds who have email like, addresses. And that's what you'd have to do. Like, right. I would teach, I would still teach Boolean operations because right. I'm like, what if you're not using Google? And right. so we would go to like Instagram or yeah. we'd go to something like, look, Boolean is still the base operating language of any non-optimized search engine, of which there are more today than there ever were in history, and tomorrow there will be more there than that. More, yeah. <laughs> There'll be right. more than that. Yeah. So like use whatever you can in the DNA of the structure. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then you can go back to typing, Dear Google, hi, it's me, right. Jane. Yeah. I would still really like to know more are about you there? <laughs> are you there, Google? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh -huh. you write the yeah. big letter of someone who doesn't know how to use like concise search terms. Yeah, so, the, uh, so you could still teach that stuff, but like you'd have to teach them and it's like, I know this esoteric survival art. Like my right. first road trip, I got a map. Right. Yeah. Do you know how to do right. that? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and like, I'd have to, I have a card catalog in my room. I often have to explain what that was for. Yeah. Why do you need all those weird little drawers? Mm -hmm. Like this, yeah, these paradigm shifts not only separate yeah, you from libraries. generations in real ways. Yeah. They separate you faster with more of them mm -hmm. and less downtime every single day, man. Puke. And that's, yeah, fuck death of history. Also, yeah. uh, cancerous history. Right. Omni-history. Yeah. It's going in every direction at the time. I mean, think about the differences between our generation and, like, the Zoomers in versus, like, Boomers versus silent. Like, think about, like, a person who grew up from, like, 1950 to 1950, or 1960 versus 1970 to 1980. Mm -hmm. Like, like there are obviously major differences, but... Right. Like cultural, but not like the 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 fundamental technological shifts that encountering have the world. Yeah, encountering the world. Yeah, so like they the the libraries work the same. Yeah, uh, society worked largely yeah. the same. Like yeah, um, yeah. It was like five years ago yeah. when I was trying to explain to my father why if I didn't like to teach, I didn't just go get a job in a factory. Right. Like yeah. 
And that's his generation. His yeah. generation was like, well, yeah, you dropped out of school in the sixth grade. You just go down the right. street yeah. and get a 30 year yeah. job with yeah. make. Yeah. With yeah. a pension. And yeah. A union. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they just don't live in the same reality as you. Mm-hmm. And like that is faster. Like yeah. that is faster. The segments of that cake are getting smaller, like and chopped more finely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, there's an effect on culture. I think we're seeing it. But um, yeah, it's it's I wouldn't worry too much about it because it's not in your control. I would focus on what do we have that hasn't right. been affected. What works here? Because there is stuff that still counts. Totally. Yeah, yeah um, totally. Elden Ring, for example. Elden Ring. Everyone, no shit. Like, if right. you don't think you can find unifying powder in art, we're all playing through a fucking Bruegel painting right oh, now. Yeah. And ha- by all accounts. And we love it. <laughs> yeah, we by all accounts, it. having a fantastic Super time. Super fun. Totally great. We love the Bruegel painting. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't take our Bruegel painting. Yeah, right people, right. people have stuff in common. I'd focus on that. Yeah. But, like, the stuff you don't have in common, you getting wider you don't and you're gonna have it in less common yeah. every year yeah. like yeah huh. well <clears throat> fuck um <laughs> that's a thought this is why we're this is drunk enough that's what i i and i couldn't get it out of my head and it was the easiest drunk enough i've ever written because i was thinking about it for about a day and a half and then i was you like I just talk about uh no i mean Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't not, but I don't. We'll right. see. We'll no, see. No, no, I, like. I, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get um, it. Hey, if you've been listening to this, can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you've been looking for more Mix 6, don't worry. There's a whole lot more. Just go to patreon.com. Look for the Mix hey. 6 podcast. You can find about an equal number of full-length episodes on Patreon at this point, because we've been doing that for a long time, too, including all of our smaller, semi-topical minicasts called Hot Takes on Ice. You can also get access to our Discord to talk to us and others about the shows, some show content, and then a lot of other things like RPGs and anime. Let's be honest. That's that's primarily what it is. Weep. Anime can be cool. It can be. It can be. <laughs> it can be. Very, can be. very strong. Let me tell you about Hunter Hunter. Yeah. 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 Season five of Hunter Hunter. Longer than any season of television you've ever watched. Oh, um, hey, thanks so much for listening to the Mix Six Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Uh, typically, I have an outro here, but I'm not going to do it. Just follow us on social media and tell people about us. It helps people find the show, and that means we can do this even more. Thanks so much for listening. Hey. I'm Spencer. Anime can be cool, guys. Producer Ross says so. Yeah. I mean, he's got a take. <laughs> I got it. Where's that hot take? Yeah. Anime can be cool. <laughs> Let's do that next episode. That's Caleb. We'll talk to you later. Thank you.